What's up, guys? Ray here with another podcast for you guys, but this one is going to be a little bit different. We actually just recorded a new YouTube video, and the audio from it is just spot on, and we want you guys to hear all about silver stacking and how to get into it if you're a beginner, what to watch out for, and how to get the most for your dollar. So here it is. Enjoy, guys. Microphone check. Check, check, check. This is the Super Coin Brothers Podcast. Hosted by the Super Coin Brothers at Sahara Coins in Las Vegas. Hey everybody, today we're going to be discussing a topic that we find very important, and that is silver stacking and different ways to stack, and not only ways to stack, but ways to ensure that you are stacking in the way you would like to stack to make you the stacker you want to be. This video is going to be a little different, guys. Normally, we do a live video with us, uh, but I have a lot of visuals to show you here, so we're going to go ahead and do it with this voiceover. Uh, this is Ray, the general manager over here at Sahara Coins in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, you guys should check us out, saharacoins.com. You can also check out our super fun podcast, which is the Super Coin Brothers. You can find that on Spotify, iTunes, and directly at supercoinbros.com. So let's get to it. All right, guys. So it's been brought to my attention that stacking is a very, very important method for a lot of folks uh, to put away silver. Now, the question is, why are you putting away silver? That should be the first thing you ask when you're approaching stacking silver. Now, I've seen different reasons. One, some folks just like to have silver weight, the closest they can get it to spot, and they just want weight. It doesn't matter what's on it. It doesn't matter who minted it. it there's nothing that matters other than the fact that they want to get pure silver weight. The other is collectible silver. There's some folks who are stacking, obviously because they like the silver weight, but also they want a little bit of that collectible value. That's something we'll dig into a little bit today. Also, the third reason that I see, and probably the most common, is simply to protect your dollar. You know, we all, you get your paycheck, you make some extra cash. Do you put it in your savings account, which nowadays is yielding, what, 1%, if that? Uh, or you can put it into silver. And hopefully you can gain a, a better return than some of those those savings accounts or CDs or, or money markets. Uh, now with that, you know there's always going to be a risk, uh, and there could be a very big reward. Part of this comes down to again what you're buying and what your overall purpose is. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to go over the different types of silver you can buy. I'll kind of give you a rundown of what I feel is going to be the best for the buck, um, and we'll go from there. This is going to be a great thing for you to view. Save this. Uh, because you might be able to use this in the future to make sure that you're purchasing in a manner that will definitely be beneficial to you. So the first type of silver that I'd like to tackle with you guys here is going to be what is called junk silver. Sometimes it's called 90%. You'll hear different people calling it different things. But most commonly in the industry, it's going to be junk silver. Uh, so it's kind of an interesting thing is that a lot of folks are putting away silver, like I said, just to stack it. Others are doing it to protect against the dollar. Others are doing it for, you know, the a collapse of our currency. Now, with that being said, junk silver is going to be anything 1964 and before, and it'll be either dimes, quarters, or half dollars. Now, some of you are already jumping ahead of me, I'm sure, and saying, well, Ray, but there's junk silver that's also after 64, and you would be correct. Uh, the 90% stuff is going to be 64 and before. And from 65 to 70, only half dollars are going to be silver. Everything else at that point was moved over to like an alloy clad that doesn't have any silver value. Uh, for every dollar's worth of 90% silver, you have 0.72 of an ounce of silver. 
So what that calculates out to for those of you that are purchasing it to try to get as many ounces as you can is for every dollar forty that you purchase, whether it be four quarters and, and four dimes or you know fourteen dimes, however you add it up, a dollar forty is going to be one ounce of pure silver. So keep that in mind when you're purchasing your junk silver. When you're looking at the buy prices and, and what you can get it for, you can very easily do the math if you look at what it's costing you to purchase a dollar forty. That's going to be what your what your what your cost is to buy one ounce of silver. Now, something to look into that I see neglected a lot of the time when folks are talking about this ninety percent silver is you know yeah you can get it at a great price, but does your state have state sales tax on junk silver? We're in Nevada, uh, so basically in Nevada, the answer to that would be yes. Uh, we do have state sales tax because it has a denomination on it. So if, it, if it's a dime, for instance, it says $0.10 cents on it. And if it sells for more than 1.5% over or one and a half times uh, the face value, so more than $0.15, cents, our state looks at it as a collectible and they do tax it. Some of your other states that are out there may not. So keep that in mind when you go to purchase it is that you need to factor in what your sales tax rate is when you're purchasing. Now, the 1964 Kennedy half, which I'm showing you an image of, uh, that's it's a really nice coin. It's a very common coin. Um, the thing with that is when you're buying it at 90% and you're buying it as junk silver, the condition can vary. Sometimes you'll get nice ones because it is a common year. Uh, other times they may be kind of beat up or worn. Now, that's fine when you're buying junk silver. Uh, for the pure fact is you're getting the silver. That's what we're after in this one. Now you look over at the 65s, you're going to have the same thing. 65s, they may look very nice. It's a common year. There's nothing spectacular about it. Um, but you put it away, it's going to be the closest you can get to silver price for the money. That's going to be a real good way to go. Um, even though you're only buying for stacking, the other thing to think about is do you like looking at what you own? Uh, most of us are obviously going to say yes to that. Uh, so a big one to think about is like the mercury dimes. A lot of folks love mercury dimes. Um, and don't neglect that the Roosevelt's are also 90% silver if they're 1964s or before. So dimes are the same situation, guys. There are better dates when it comes to mercury dimes. And, and uh, you know, you're going to want to look through those dimes when you get them because sometimes you may get a better date I mean, or, or, or an error. I mean, a prime example is the 1942 over one. That coin can be worth thousands of dollars even in terrible conditions. So if you're buying a big lot of 90% silver, Keep an eye on that stuff. Granted, it adds up. All the silverweight adds up, but there are better coins in there that you may be able to get, even if that's not your purpose. You may have purchased them, but keep in mind, coin collecting is still there. Coin collecting is still a very, very strong industry, uh, and those coins are out there. So take advantage of that. If you can score a little extra money, why not, right? You have your silver, and you scored some extra cash. So 90% and 40% silver, great way to go. That would be one of the top ways that I would tell you to stack silver. Now, moving on to the next type of silver that I would recommend is going to be old dollars. So Morgan and Peace dollars. There's obviously trade uh, trade dollars and seeded dollars as well. But the difference is with those, it's going to be very hard to find those anywhere near uh, just silver value. So collecting Morgan and Peace dollars is also going to be a, an interesting one when you're trying to stack for silver. For instance, here in our store, we have you know better Morgan dollars. We have ones that are a lot nicer, uh, and they may be still raw and not certified, but you are going to pay a premium for them because you're paying basically for their collectible value. If you look at what we call coal dollars, or lower, they're lower condition, and they're not rare based on their year and mint mark combination, which we'll get into that also. 
those you can get a lot closer to, to silver. I believe right now we're selling them for about a dollar and some change over their silver value. Now, keep in mind on a Morgan dollar, one dollar, you get a little over 0.77 of an ounce of silver. So you're getting more silver per dollar than you do on the junk silver, but you are paying a little more of a premium uh, when it comes to, to purchasing them. So that comes down to the fact that even though they may be worn, they may be common, they do still have a little bit of collector's value in there. But if you can get them close to spot price uh, when it comes to breaking down the value of them, that's something you want to definitely jump on because they're they're not easily found uh, at a very, very low premium. So definitely look into uh, Morgan dollars. Now, that word coal that I threw out there, that's going to come down to the condition. So basically, a coal will be something that's damaged or keeps it from being gradable. For those of you that are just stacking silver, guess what? You just hit the jackpot. Those are the ones you want to look for. You want to grab the ones that are not in perfect condition, that aren't mint state, unless you can find a mint state one for a very, very good price. So I know right now we have mint state Morgans in the store for about $35 a piece. Obviously, with the silver value being around $15 right now, that's quite the premium. But when you look up a mint state coin, they have about a $50 value in most cases. So it's something that if you do want to get a little bit better quality silver while you're stacking, those are a good option. You can grab those. Uh, you're, not, you're still not paying giant premiums, but you can definitely get some nice coins. But again, if you're just stacking for silver weight or to protect your dollar, coals are not a bad way to go. The only downside to buying coals is they definitely move and fluctuate with the market more so than a nicer coin. The nicer and collectible coins they don't move with the market. They're not closely tied to when silver goes up and down as opposed to like regular silver. It, it definitely does. All right. So now let's talk about what some consider the best uh, way to get silver. And that's just going to be generic silver rounds and silver bars. So you have a lot of options when it comes to purchasing silver, silver rounds and bars because there's lots of private minting companies, uh, lots of mines that put them out. Uh, for us, we see some of the most popular like Sunshine Mint rounds. Uh, you have the Buffalo rounds. It has a, looks like the Buffalo from the, the Buffalo Nickel, but it's on a one-ounce silver round. Uh, that's just really an aesthetics thing. A lot of folks like to look at them. But here's the deal when you buy silver rounds. You buy a silver round as opposed to like a Morgan dollar, and guess what? You can take that silver round, skip it across a parking lot, and it's still a silver round. You go skip a Morgan dollar that has a little bit of value to it across a parking lot, you lost that value. So silver rounds and silver bars are treated the same. They're basically just an ounce of silver. There's nothing to it. And again, you want to think about what your overall cost is on this stuff. So here in the state of Nevada, non-denominational silver or bullion is tax-free. So rounds and bars, you're getting out the door with no tax. So that's saving you here in Nevada eight and a quarter. You're really saving quite a bit of money going that round uh, when, it, when it comes down to the tax. Now, the premium you see on these things, that varies from dealer to dealer or person to person. Even on eBay, things like that, you can sometimes get a really great deal, get them right around spot. I know for us, we're about a dollar and some change over spot, which right now seems a little steep, but that doesn't change. So whether it's at $15 and you're paying $16.50 for a round or it goes to $40 and you're paying $41.50 for a round, uh, you know, it definitely adjusts that way. Uh, but we don't adjust our premium based on what the market uh, is at. So, you know, it, it goes both directions there. Now, the nice thing about silver rounds and silver bars is they come in different sizes. You can get one ounce, five ounce, 10 ounce, 100 ounce, uh, or even the fractional stuff. Now, I will tell you this. In most cases, the more fractional you go, the higher the premium. 
That doesn't make a lot of sense, and I understand that. Here's the deal with that. Most of the time, there's less put out when it comes to fractional. A lot of these companies don't put out a ton of fractional as opposed to the one ounce because it's it's just as labor intensive to create them, but it's less silver. So you end up paying that premium for the time, the work, the effort, everything they had to do to make them um, rather than just buying the one ounce stuff. My personal opinion and my advice to you, stick with the one ounces. Reason being there on the other side of it is when you go to sell, if you only need 40 or $50, you can sell you know a couple of rounds as opposed to having a 100-ounce bar sitting there that you're going to have to sell the whole bar. So it just makes it a little easier for you. For those of you that are stacking for the reason of, you know, what if something happens, I hate to tell you, but taking your 100-ounce bar to the farmer next door to trade him for a bunch of chickens is going to be difficult because you're going to be taking almost all of his chickens. So let's let's stick to the one-ounce stuff. It's going to be a lot easier for you to, to barter, a lot easier for you to liquidate uh, the amount you need rather than your entire collection. So that's definitely something you want to keep in mind. Now, as far as the bars are concerned and the, the rounds are concerned, you will start seeing some that are just high premiums. Prime example is going to be some of the older like Johnson Matthew poured bars. The reason behind that, guys, is because those were minted and kept track of as far as how many they minted. You can look. There's a couple of uh, a couple of websites. One we like to look at is called allinglehard.com. Now, I know I said Johnson Matthew, but the Inglehard site shows you the JMs, Inglehard, some of the, the more well-known bars. And it'll actually tell you, based on the serial number of the bar, how many were minted and what the estimated value is on them. You'll see 10-ounce silver bars that today's silver market would have their value about $150. You'll see them, their sell prices can be you know, $300, $500, $1,000 based on how many they actually made, which kind of lends itself to being very, very similar to coin collecting. Um, and again, most stackers I know are trying to stay away from that cliche coin collecting where you're looking at total mintage and rarity and things like that. So if you're trying to stay with close to silver value, silver value, let's let's stick to, you know, the regular one ounce, regular uh, bars, rounds, things that aren't specialty value like that. Um, so it's one of those that that, again, I recommend sticking with the normal stuff if you're just stacking. If you are into getting the silver, but you want it to be rare, then looking into those poured bars and some of the older bars that they made less of is definitely going to be something you want to do. Okay, now let's talk about one that gets a lot of people confused, and that's going to be American Silver Eagles. Uh, American Silver Eagles originally were put out by the U.S. Mint as a form of bullion. It was something that they wanted to get involved with. Well, here's the deal. You put a year on anything, and what happens? People start collecting it. They want every year available. So with the Eagles, you saw the premium start to climb from, you know, right around bullion to about a dollar, two dollars, three dollars. In some cases, Eagles, raw ones will go for about four dollars over spot. Now, the thing you start seeing more now is you're seeing these certified Eagles. You'll see them in an NGC holder, PCGS holder. They have a grade. They have things like first strike, early release, all of that on them. Now, there's a lot to learn there. Uh, a lot of folks will just tell you, well, the first strike doesn't mean anything, or early release doesn't mean anything, or it's hard to track. Well, here's the way that that happens. A lot of the time, there's, there's two things that can happen. The grading companies sometimes will partner with the Mint, and they will get coins directly from the Mint. They're originally in a green monster. They're strapped. They're called the green monster. It's a giant green box with a, with a strap from the Mint on them, so they're sealed. When the Mint, or I'm sorry, when the grading company receives them, if it is within the first 30 days uh, of release, then NGC will place an early release or first release on the holder because it was in the first 30 days. You'll also see that with PCGS. They'll have first strike, so they will get some of the first coins released 
They know based on the date that they were they were marked, and those coins are then holdered as first strikes. So you will see a lot of the time if you go on eBay, you go on any sort of online auction or, or online you know sales portal, um, and you will start seeing premiums on some of those first strikes. Now, some advice I want to give you guys on that. With American Silver Eagles, anything below a 70 is 99% of the time worth the same amount of money as a raw one. There are some dates that, that clearly have premiums, even in 69. Um, and I will show you here on a price guide how that works. So you'll look at like the, you know, let's say a, a mint state, anything, mint state 68, right? Because you would assume all these coins should be 68, 69s, and 70s based on the fact that they're not really circulated. They're not put out to be spent. Well, you get them in a 68 holder, and guess what? A lot of them are still worth the $35 or, you know, $40, whatever the case may be. Uh, the problem with that is, to certify an eagle costs about $28 a coin. That's not counting your shipping and handling, your insurance, anything like that. So to send in an eagle is almost naive because you're putting in more money than the coin is worth. A 70 on certain dates, especially early dates, can be worth thousands of dollars. And that's why we try to look for the 70s rather than the 68s and, and things like that, if you're going to be buying certified. My recommendation to you as a stacker would be to go with the raw eagles. You can get past years. They're, they're, they're pretty easy to find. I know for us, we keep them in stock so you can come in and go, hey, I'm looking for you know, a 91, a 92. So definitely don't let the thought that American Silver Eagles are so hard to find the, the old years, don't let that detour you from uh, you know, getting the Silver Eagles you need for your collection at a value that makes sense. Now, Mint State 70 Eagles. That's another thing that I do hear a lot of folks say, well, it's just a, it's just in a holder and it's, it's overpriced and this, that, and the other. Again, like I showed you on that price guide, the 70s can be humongous. They can be huge. So if you are a stacker and you're buying just for weight, you're going to want to stay away from the certified eagles in general. I mean, the value there, just it can go through the roof. Another thing that we do see a lot of people purchase is going to be like silver coins that are foreign. So you're looking at like foreign, the silver pandas, the Mexican onzas, uh, things like that. Now, those kind of do the same thing as the Eagles. Because they had years on them, there's some that are, are a little more rare based on their their uh, their total mintage. You'll also see with the Pandas, they did a lot of specialty releases. They did a lot of A&A releases and things that were the, where they were specific to one event. Now, when you're purchasing something like that, you're going to expect to pay a, a premium. You know, you're going to pay extra because they were they were only minted for a special event. There's there's way less of them. In some cases, there's pandas where there's only a thousand of them minted. So, it, like anything else, when there's only a thousand of them known, you know, you're going to pay extra for them. And yes, they are just an ounce of silver, um, but there's still a huge premium based on what they are. So, um, watch out for that type of stuff when you're going to purchase. So, you're going to see again if you're a stacker. You're going to see prices that are close to silver, you know, a dollar, maybe a couple, a couple dollars over silver uh, for standard pandas where they're common, uh, as opposed to you'll see some that are certified. And again, 69s and 70s, the 70s, tons of value. Definitely something that, that you want to be more on the collector side if you're purchasing versus like the 69, 68s, where you're coming back into, you know, hey, is it really worth that difference? Some of the 69s are. But for the most part, they're going to be, you know, just common, uh, common silver that you're paying that extra fee for. Because again, the grading cost is somebody paid, you know, between twenty five and thirty five dollars to grade it, and of course they're going to try to get their money out of it. 
So you always want to watch that when you're stacking. Um, if you're looking just for silver value, definitely look for the raw stuff. Uh, but you want to verify that it is real. So look for the hallmarks on the coin, weigh them. Um, and if you have a coin dealer near you or somebody near you that has some sort of analyzer like we have here in the store where we can put it in their x-ray and tell you the exact metal content. So that's definitely something you want to check. Um, with us, you know, we're, we're here, we're available to do that. Stop by, we can analyze your coins and help you out. Again, uh, thank you guys for listening today. I hope this is helpful to those of you that are stackers and, and definitely looking into you know putting away silver just for silver value. Um, hopefully it helps you. Again, those of you that are purchasing in other states, make sure you go look at your state's tax law. Become educated on it. Make sure you know what is taxed and what is not. So when you walk into those stores, you walk into swap meets, wherever it is you're purchasing your silver, you are fully aware of all of the costs, not just the regular premiums, not just their upfront cost. That tax can be a killer, guys. Like I said, here in Nevada, we're eight and a quarter. When you're purchasing something that's already a couple percent over, and then you add eight and a quarter, it makes quite the difference. And again, guys, silver and silver stacking, it's usually a long-term thing. You're doing this for the long term. You're doing this for the just in case. Keep that in mind when you purchase. Purchasing silver and stacking, it is definitely not uh, the game of overnight profits. So you want to make sure that you are in a great position when you purchase and that you're fully aware of every fee that you're paying. Again, guys, you have any other questions, hit us up here at Sahara Coins. You can send it to service at saharacoins.net or feel free to give us a call at 702-367-4360. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time.